Pop Punk and Pizza podcast is presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription box filled with merchandise from pop punk artists from all over the world. You can sign up at poppunktakeout.com. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Pop Punk Takeout. And then additional support for this episode comes from pop punk alternative uh, rock band uh, Analog Drip. I almost said Anal Drip. Oh, my gosh. Uh, from Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, we're going to hear their new single, Party Song, later on in this episode. All right. So hang on tight and uh, got that to look forward to midway. I'm going out. I got to go. To Pop Punk and Pizza with Jacques Lamour. All right, hello and welcome. I am Jacques Lamour, of course. So glad to have you here for another great episode that I'm really, really, really excited about. Um, later on, uh, we are going to be talking to uh, a band called. Um, college radio and they're out of the pacific northwest region of the united states a really great pop punk band uh they'll be coming on midway uh, about midway through the show they've got a, a a brand new single called growing pains which we'll talk about that's their latest song and i'm sure we'll dive into other things but uh before i welcome college radio onto the show we have a very special guest we get to talk to for a little while. Uh, the man responsible for making sure our summers were filled with endless types of punk rock for 25 years. Uh, please welcome the founder of the Vans Warp Tour, Kevin Lyman. Hey, Jacques. How you doing? I'm great, Kevin. How about you? You know, I, like we were talking earlier before we jumped on here, it's, you know, I, it's a summer. It's my first summer, kind of, you know, I had 20, three Lollapaloozas, 25 Warp, one pandemic summer, and now I'm actually kind of having that summer. Yeah. So, yeah, I was wondering, like, if you got to do that in because even though like in 2019, there was only three different, uh, you know, Vans Warped Tour stops. I mean, there was still a lot to do, you know. And in fact, I think I remember you uh, seeing a tweet from you saying it was even it was actually almost like more work to do than the whole cross country thing. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it was uh, three complete like starting three set complete tours almost. You have to still get all the paperwork done. You had all the bands, the credentialing, all the information. Whereas Warped, it was kind of like took three days. We'd start maybe on the West Coast. And by that fourth show, you were kind of that machine that was kind of going down the highway. And, you know, a band would jump in or something would jump in or there. But it was more like get in the tornado with us, you know, so you don't get kicked <laughs> out the other side. And, you know, getting on the road and your body too, you start figuring out, you know, how hot it is out there and, and how it takes, it takes time for the body to adjust. So, you know, those, those first few days were always very fatiguing on the tour. And then we'd have a couple of days usually to kind of, you know, get, get adjusted to the road. Yeah. And whereas with those, those three locations you had going on, it was just like throwing yourself in there and there you are, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. but uh, good for you, man. Uh, gosh, that's going to be, 
I, how excited are you right now to be able to go on a summer vacation? Because like right now, it's it's even like kind of weird that we're talking because it's like it's the the first week of July. Normally, it would be like the second or third week of yeah. of Warp Tour, you know, and we wouldn't even be able to talk. No, I might see you in a parking lot, you know, <laughs> yeah, Chicago. It'd be, hey, what's going on? How been? How was your year? How's it going? <laughs> Got to yeah. run. Got to go. You know. Yeah. But it's yeah. been kind of a, a definitely a period of time for me to slow down, work on like my own podcast that that I'm having a lot of fun with. Uh, I'm actually producing a few shows coming up, uh, one, a couple of uh, charity shows. So that's if different. Oh, hi there. I see your son just oh. jumped to the camera there. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? He says hi. I know you can't hear him, but no. he's. You want to say hello? <laughs> you want to wave he's, he's all super, right he's all super right. shy yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah so it's um i i was gonna say the podcast i've been really enjoying that um my warped life has just been it's been so cool to hear that yeah, we've been hanging out and, you know, it was funny. It was like, you know, do a podcast. And as you know, of anyone, how much work it is to put these things together. And, yes. uh, and so that's been actually, you know, I think my wife's appreciated it. Me being out of that. It's another reason to keep me in the back house, you know, between <laughs> being a full time professor, you know, but that was, you know, two days a week. I was locked up in the garage and she finally looked at me and says, you either have to finish that book or you have to start a podcast. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I had a friend that I got away during the pandemic. We would go play a little golf. I had some outdoor activities, kayaking, different things I like to do. And uh, I said, hey, you want to be my co-host? And that's Tony. And all the stories we do on our podcast are totally new to Tony because he's never been around my scene of music or around. So he's never heard those stories. And uh, you get some good laughs and, and have a lot of fun. In the, and the guests we've been having have been pretty fun. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Tony brings kind of a whole new spin on it because he wasn't i mean i'm sure he attended warp tour but he was never a part of the crew right yeah he came to he really came to the last ones that those uh, he came to san francisco the last weekend with his son okay. who was 13 who just fell in love with the bands and the love of the music and he actually his 13 year old son does all the music for the podcast so. okay that's yeah. okay uh, that's so cool you know we're you know, I, I pay everyone in barbecue right now so, so, uh. <laughs> well i mean that's really uh i feel like that's something you're very familiar with because i mean how many bands were able to or like their way of paying to be on the tour was to do that that barbecue well, the, at the end of every night, right? The barbecue they, band? They, the bands were actually paid to be out there. They got money for the barbecue, but they had to haul that barbecue because it was always red hot when we had to leave, you know? Yeah. And if we were hauling that behind a trailer, you know, we would have caused a lot of uh, more brush fires. We don't need any more fires in America. <laughs> and I always had that vision that there would be some map across the country and it would synchronize with the warp tour. And it was like <laughs> embers flying out of the, uh, it'd be a great like CSI episode or something, or, you know, that, that, that's a father's looking at a map up on the wall and trying to figure, solve the, the great fire marshal, trying to figure out how these fires are breaking out and looks at this map and it synchronizes with all the stories the dates of the warp tour. You know. <laughs> we, obviously we've been watching too much TV during this time. I was going to say, we've all been binge watching our favorite TV shows or discovering, you know, new shows and whatnot. Um, but one of the, I mean, that's one of the biggest things I've listened to the first two and a half episodes so far of my warped life. And I was just so fascinated to hear about the food. And that was one thing I was fascinated with too, 
Um, the I got to play one date of Van's Warped Tour back in 2008, and it was in Noblesville, Indiana, and it was on the Kia, Kevin says, stage. Um, and I remember when we went to catering, um, I think it was, I think Color Me Fred was making smoothies for everyone. Yeah, Peach the, smoothies. That was the coolest thing. You know, I, I look at it as, and you look back at it, and, and it only warped worked when it was a community that cooperated with each other and supported each other. It really did. And, and the bands jumping in, they knew that the catering crew was the hardest working crew. And, and when they would jump in and help, that would attract some volunteers to come and help to serve food with the bands. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, it was a community that all pulled together and touring on the road with, you know, 800 people that, that gave a crap ultimately each mm-hmm. day, whether you were putting up the smallest 10 by 10 tent out on the road to being the production manager, you gave a crap. And that was what felt good being part of a, a society of people that, that knew that they had to get what they did done each and every day to make that show work. And if one piece breaks down, it could, you know, throw a wrench in the whole, the whole process. And that includes yourself. Cause I mean, literally almost every warp tour I went to, I would see you, I would see you out and about walking around. And it was always just so cool to see that, like that you're actually so involved that you're walking around, making sure things are cool, you know? You know um, when we wound down Warp Tour, I think a lot of people, you know, in our industry go right to like, oh, the finances, the money. It really didn't end between, because of the finances and the money. It ended for about 25 other reasons. <laughs> and one of them for me was physically, I work a certain way. Um, I, you know, before Warp Tour, I was working 13 years in the clubs and I worked 320 nights and I worked all day and I was on stage and I was setting up dressing rooms and on Warped, I worked a certain, I was never going to be someone, one, uh, sitting in a production office or two, or riding a rascal around, uh, on the, on the Warp Tour. And you're, you know, almost 60 years old. I ended the tour when I'm, I'm now 60. So my last shows was when I'm about 58. I mean, my friends would come out and they'd look at me and go, dude, I have no idea how you physically do this. I can't, you know, one day I'm worn out, not realizing that like anything, you start building up your, you know, you start, it's like boot camp the first week or so. And then <laughs> yeah. you're kind of getting in the mode. And, and I, I think uh, anyone who ever spent over a week on that tour know that you start building up that tolerance. And we make it look fun when we walk out and it's 118 degrees in Phoenix and go, it's not too bad today. We were here three years ago and it was 122 in Phoenix. You know, we, we always psyched ourselves up into being able to do that each and every day. Yeah. And what's funny, <clears throat> that, that reminds me of a, that uh, going back to that, that one date I played Warp Tour back in 2008, I was only 18. So, you know, I'm not thinking about some of the things I'm saying. And so there was, there used to be, um, there was like a, a trailer, like a um, computer lab for the artists and the, everybody on the tour, right? It was uh, provided by Guitar Center or something? Yeah, Guitar Center. You know, we, we were always trying to figure out and address situations. You know, some of them were cultural. Some of them were just basic things like internet. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we would find a sponsor like Guitar Center and say, look, our artists and road managers and crew, we don't have enough internet to make it work for everyone, why don't you create something that benefits the people out on the road so they could communicate because, you know, so many of the bands were starting to line up tours in Europe or the U S tours or getting over to Asia. 
and uh, you needed a place for them to work. And a lot of times they just didn't have access. You know, and, and, and a few years later, everyone had a hotspot on their phone or, or, you know, things changed and, and, and things. But we always were trying to address things in real time. Yeah, you didn't uh, you di- didn't need that trailer anymore <laughs> for yeah. that had all the computers in it. But I bring that up is because so the 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 uh, the computer lab trailer. I was walking by there, and Aaron Barrett from Real Big Fish was was sitting outside of the trailer because there was like some chairs and maybe like a tent or an on maybe it was an awning off the trailer. And um, you know it was really hot that day. But we're in Indiana. We're not in you know, Phoenix or LA or, you know, anywhere on the West coast where it's even hotter. Right. And, uh, so I, I'm trying to strike up a conversation with Aaron, like, yeah, it's, uh, it's just like, it's really hot today. And he's just kind of like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's just like, he's like, dude, like I'm from California. Like the, <laughs> This no, is we, nothing. And, and, and we've already <laughs> been through Texas, you know? Yeah. Like at that point, you know, it was just kind of like, you know, but in all seriousness, you know, I started, uh, you know, taking like average readings of temperatures when we went out on the road. And, you know, when uh-huh. we started the Warp Tour 25, you know, 27 years ago, the average temperature was in the 80s when we toured the country. And by the end, time we ended, the average summer temperature was about 91. And, you know, psychologically, I, I play in a game. And I mean, being in that kind of heat, I mean, that's one of the big reasons was was the weather. I mean, the weather has changed and you know not to get on a political rant. No. This climate change is is real and um if anyone can tell you it's someone who was out on the road for 28 straight summers and watched the patterns of the storms, the weather, uh the average temperatures across the country. Uh I I don't know how much longer, you know, we could go on like this, to be honest, as, as a country. So, you know, I'm like looking at tours coming back and we keep talking about wanting to have greener tours. You know, I think we read a lot about green tours and greening. And then, but it, as we get bigger, as bands get bigger, they tend to bring more things with them, more semi trucks, more tour buses, more of everything. I'm like the, the real young person out there that's sharp and could figure out how a band used to need 14 semi-trucks to do an arena tour can do it in nine trucks. That's going to be the future. The future is going to be how to do as much with less or at least equal to as what, you know, as what we always had on touring, because uh, right now I think a lot of people are finding they want to get back out on the road and uh, vehicles. I don't know if you've been reading about tour buses. I mean, I've been following it, you know, ever since the beginning of the pandemic and, truck drivers, bus drivers, they found out and found other lines of work. Uh, yes. So how are they going to get them back? You know, right. like they, they might be happier with what they have or they might be making more or. And I, in talking to people that have been working in the business and things, you never really knew what you had because you were on this, this lifestyle is so go, 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 tour, tour, go, go. That stepping out of it for a second, you didn't realize there was another world out there. Yes. Uh, now, I think opening up the business and there's going to be a lot of opportunities for young people coming into the business. But I think the discussions about mental health and taking care of ourselves on the road, uh, people are willing to discuss those things now where before it was like the show must go on, the show must go on, never complain, you know, power through it. Now I think people, you know, from what I, you know, my discussions are people like, whoa, no, I'm going to have to get sleep is important once in a while. Uh, Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. And but I think that's something you uh, you know you always recognize too on on Warp Tour with um, with even going back to the food again. You know, like kind of passing things off to someone else and give them a chance to actually make some decent food for everyone because that was obviously so important for you know the health of everyone on the tour. Yeah, we found you know that if you you know you needed a good diet to keep up this thing. You can't live on pizza and and uh, you know burritos and, and things. Uh, and it's great. I love no no against punk, punk rock and pizza. You can have I love we have some great pizza in our neighborhood too. But you know what I'm saying. You got to have yeah. a balanced diet. You need to be able to uh, you know have those resources out there. You know uh, uh, the lifestyle we lead uh, could lead to excesses, and sometimes you don't realize because that path of acceptability is so wide in our business that a lot of times you're spinning out of control before you realize what's happened to you. And I think we're all being put on some accountability amongst each other uh, that we, we need to uh, preserve what we're doing. And so people can have a long career. We want bands. I want to see bands, you know, 20 years down the road, you know, and, and for pump, pop punk, I'm excited to see someone like machine gun Kelly. Who, yes. Who kind of came out, as a hip hop guy on Warp Tour, man, he wasn't, he was, he was always, he was an interesting guy. It was more the people around him that weren't the easiest people to be around. But I was going to say, what was your interaction with, I completely I, forgot he was on Warped. That slipped uh, my mind. You know, my first, first interactions were like with many people that didn't understand it, that look, you're, you're under this umbrella. You need to cooperate while you're with us. Don't be an asshole. Kind of, you got to work. <laughs> yeah. and, and then he grew and I watched him mature into who he was. And then all of a sudden now taking that lead in, in pop punk and bringing along, you know, seeing Maude's son have this moment. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, they're going, wait, you know, Avril Lavigne, I tried to get her on Warp Tour forever. You know, it's like, <laughs> she would have, and now she's a pop punk girl again. You know, it's awesome. And yeah. uh, so, you know, maybe there is this scene coming back together. Um, you know, we used to have it with our punk bands. It's great. We've got this punk rock museum being built in, in Las Vegas. I was going to say, are you a part of that? I would yeah, assume you are. Okay, because yeah, I've been invited. I'm an investor and on the board and going to help work, you know, me. And, but it's so fun because I'm talking to my peers again. I'm talking to Fletcher, I'm, you know, Brett Gurowitz. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Greg Graffin tomorrow about some, you know, we're all talking and this is my peers. Yeah. And, and then there was this moment in time where I don't know if there was any real leaders of that scene that wanted to bring it together. Arguably, I'm something some people would say there is, but I didn't see that. You know, I've seen that with like Mayday Parade in the main in some ways. They've tried to take that kind of elder statesman now role there of, of trying to do some cool stuff, uh, you know, with what they're doing with Sad Summer and those kind of things. I see there's, but the, the scene really kind of went in all different directions. There was no leadership amongst it. But maybe that leader is someone who had to come in from the outside. And that's going to be someone like Machine Gun Kelly, who's now, you know, got his own festival. He's bringing he's appearing. He's bringing from hip hop. What I thought was always cool, how bigger artists always appeared on the younger artists albums or collaborations. And I'm seeing all these awesome collaborations. And if they can keep that up, you might be able to really kick this world off again in a very, very strong way. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. It's it's a really exciting time to see uh, pop punk kind of seep its way back into the mainstream and get uh, get that light again from, 
the the general public and like oh like so it's still a thing like it's cool if i'm into that you know and it's never gone away it's never gone away no absolutely and that's what i always say um anytime someone says oh pop punk pop punk is back i'm like well it obviously never left you know but i mean bringing you know bringing up like machine gun kelly and everything it just it's kind of um it, it definitely is helping for sure. And yeah, maybe like, or even like, cause Travis Barker is behind a, a lot of these people. And of course, John Feldman too. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, come on, you know, it's John Feldman's done some of the best records, you know, ever. Yeah. And Travis is a leader. Yeah. It's like, there must be like three Travis Barkers because he's playing <laughs> in three different places, you know, tonight on doing some right? uh, appearance or jumping in with someone. And, and that's great to see. I mean, you know, group of people like stepping up saying, okay, we're going to help you out. You know, we're going to jump in your songs. We, we can bring you along with us. Uh, you know, taking a, that's what Warped was about for a long time, taking a step back to try to move everything forward. Uh, a lot of those bands that I, I've mentioned earlier, the Bad Religions, the Pennywises, the No Effects, Lesson Jakes, they knew that it wasn't about necessarily getting every dollar out of Warped Tour. But being on Warp Tour every couple of years brought the scene forward. It left money to book younger bands. We had a lot of all those second stages and things that probably we didn't really necessarily have to have, but it gave the finances to be able to bring those stages out and introduce these young bands that eventually would all grow together. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I, it's, it's strange to be kind of sitting on the side, which is cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing some benefit shows right now. I've got something coming up for a recovery event. looks like we're going to be doing producing a, an event for uh, a tribute to the scientists who developed the vaccine. Oh, so awesome. So I'm kind of lending my kind of skills to my old production skills to people who need them right now uh, because there is so much going on as we reopen. Yeah. And, you know, bringing up Warp Tour and... I, I read a rumor that uh, Chris from Attila is trying to bring it back or is insistent on that. And I was curious as to, you know, where that comes from. Look, I, I, I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I never want to say never with stuff, but, and look, we had a great cruise a few years ago, the warped cruise. Uh, yes. That was super fun. You know, I wouldn't say never. I, I don't think there'll be a 40 city tour again or, or something like that. Uh, someone else can figure out how to tackle that issue right now. Right. You were talking about with the, you know, trying to be green and, and efficient and all that, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, and right now, I mean, I could see bands. I mean, we were talking earlier, you know, fuel prices are up. I don't think see them going down for quite some time. No, uh, it's going to be, you know, maybe we're going to be, you know, I, I would it be nice to do another show on the beach. That was sure a lot of fun in Atlantic city. I mean, that was great. The cruise would be great. Um, but right now, you know, I'm, I'm focusing, I'm full-time professor, you know, uh, and having a lot of fun with my students, uh, getting them involved in shows and, and trying to teach them, that, you know, you're going to make mistakes. I, I, I made mistakes. There was mistakes. Obviously I was learning on the, on the, on the go. No one taught me how to do this. I had to learn everything as we went. There was mistakes and I'm trying to help a younger generation avoid some of those same mistakes that, that I, maybe I made and understanding that. So I'm really having fun working with my students and I'm helping them get jobs right now and seeing some of them out helping at events and, 
Uh, there was a great guy, guy named Chris Bullard who just did a, a Sound Mind Live event in uh, Ventura for mental health. And uh, he had all time low and fits of the tantrums. And I was able to get some of my students up and help him. That's so uh, cool. So if I can get them in, a, in good situations, learning, <laughs> learning how to try to do good business, but do a little good with it. Yeah, I was wondering, like, with being a full-time professor, how how do you start your students out? What exactly is it? Just teaching them like production no, skills, or what I, do you what do you overlay? I, I've never I haven't heard enough about your being a professor. Well, I do about five. I teach five classes, so I do everything from branding and marketing to uh, philanthropic thought and entertainment to live production and touring. And I I tend to start my classes in the sense that. I tell them that I think you all know how to learn to get to where you're at. You know how to learn. You can memorize, you can learn. But many of you have not been how, taught how to think. And I'm going to, so I tell them it's going to be a very, very hard to fail my classes. You really have to try hard <laughs> because your job is to challenge what I put out there. Agree, challenge, you're not being judged by it or come up with a better way to do it. And, uh, I, so far, I guess uh, they offered me another three-year contract, so I did three years. You, you so must be doing well. <laughs> I, must, I must have done at least well enough, or maybe the uh, professor pool so small they can't find anyone. Oh, I <laughs> doubt that. I mean, with with your experience with, um, you know, creating this phenomenon, this culture, this scene, um, I mean, I don't think they could go wrong. You know so many things, and you helped create so many other things that came from Warp Tour. Um, so I'm, I'm sure it's, it's gotta be a great fit. Um, and I would wonder like when I'm trying to think of how to word this, um, what, what are some of those mistakes that you tell them to avoid or like some of the mistakes that you made along the way? Well, you know, it was, it was one of those things that, you know, uh, what's some of the stuff that came up with, you know, some artists maybe that some inappropriate maybe behavior that they were doing, not on Warped Tour and in some other state, that you, I, I still believe there's due process in this country, you know? And, and a lot of times that due process takes time and thought and trying to figure it out, you know? Um, it took me a moment because I didn't understand it quietly. So that's why I got involved with groups like Voice for the Innocent and met Jamie and he helped me process some of this stuff. But it was, it was tough because you also, as, as people, we want to try to react and I realize you can't debate, you can't educate, and you can't fight on the internet with everyone. No. Everyone, uh, you know, I, and it's I think- It's a lost it, cause. <laughs> yeah, it was a lost cause. And I didn't realize that because I came from a world that was more like, if someone had a problem with you or something, there was a discussion. The punk rock world, we may not agree on things, but there was a discussion. If someone were to confront you, they would come and talk to you about it. All of a sudden, some of this stuff was going on on the internet. I don't know this people. Many of it, we turned out to be trolls and bots and different people I found out later on because I hired people to investigate these, this type of situation. But I was reacting to it because I delete, I, des I thought everyone deserves a response. Yeah, right. I exactly. Mean, I come from a world that everyone, you know, and we've all learned now you can't do that. But this was like a turning point. We did. I remember the first time I saw a message board. Okay. The first time the internet message board, you got to realize Warp Tour started before the, like when the internet was just kind of kicking off. I was going to say, I think AOL was really yeah. starting to, oh, to yeah, take off right around that time. My email address was kevinwarped at AOL.com. <laughs> 
I finally got rid of that that year of 2019. My office was like that. Can you imagine how how much spam I was getting? Oh my gosh, dude! 2019. I had that since. 1995. I can only know? imagine. So how, I, you're I, you're a pioneer of the internet, man. Oh yeah, we're, you know? we're OJ. Like for a while there, you would never say I want to say you were on AOL, right? But then it kind of flipped to that you were OG on internet. You yeah, were you AOL. were cool. You were cool. yeah. But I blew that up, and I, the first message board. And this is uh, was a key that I learned about Warp later on. Was that year that I booked Blink 182 and Eminem? Um, when I announced Eminem. These message boards just like blew up. Kevin Lyman must die. Burn oh Kevin Lyman. Oh, it was. Like, I, I, I'm, you know, we got your son sitting right there, so I'm not going to be using all the words. I, I think he just went upstairs and he I can't hear you. Him away. I just scared yeah, him away. So. Yeah, he he can't hear because I got headphones on. So it so. was gnarly. So <laughs> yeah. I I realized that wow, people were taking this tour very very seriously. Not only myself, but other people. So I always learned that lead with the bands that they want to hear a lot of times and then kind of slide in maybe that different sounding band or something, you know, uh, don't, you know, try to piss up. So learning those kind of things, you know, yeah. um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I owe probably some people a, an apology, but I was learning. I was trying to figure this out. And, you know, it, it, it's a different world. It was the world changed over a quarter century of doing something that was a passionate group of people that we were promoting and doing, working with, the world was changing and we're trying, and I'm trying to figure it out as we go. And, and yeah, not everything's personal, but I think we did some pretty cool stuff. And I always say, you know, come, you know, you come stack up your life at one point and my life probably on the back end of it right now at some point. And I'm like, well, I, I feel in the long run, I've had a life well lived. Uh, I still have things I want to do. Only thing I'm going to do is run out of time. And if I can help other people, that's that's really what I have time left to do. So if I can go help someone produce a benefit show or, or be in the back end or sit there early in the pandemic, just talking people off that emotional edge, because I feel I woke up almost with survival's guilt every day because I was going to have my first tour in 25 years. I didn't have my life on the line, my financial security on the line for the first time. And so many of my friends the rug was pulled out from under them that like, you know, the, you were on the phone and you were just like, and we did lose a lot of people. Yeah. We've lost a lot of people, a lot of crew people, a lot of people did not make it out the backside of this. Uh, and I think, but though, I think a, a lot of us helped some people that probably wouldn't have get through it. Yeah. And, and now we got to move forward and it's going to be a world that the young people want to want to be, you know, uh, you know, a lot of us are sitting there going, we found that the pandemic kind of brought us to a, re a new kind of grounded us in a way. And, uh, you know, I don't know, lots still to do is put it back. Yeah, no, it, it was fun out there. Yeah, no, you're right. It, it kind of uh, reshaped the way we think or see things, you know, G yeah. gave us a minute to kind of pause and think, you know, kind of like how you're talking uh, with your students, you know, they know how to learn, but do they know how to think kind of thing? So at least that's what I took out of the pandemic anyway. It was just taking more time to think about things, you know, so, but um, Kevin, I would love to keep talking, man. Um, 
but uh, we got I got to get to my next guest. So we I, I would love yeah. to pick your brain another time. So absolutely happy to join. This is fun. Uh, yeah. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll give you a report on I'm, it's the I'm calling it the driveway tour I'm going on because, <laughs> you know, I called friends across the country and ask them how long their driveway was. So I can uh, if I need a, if I don't find a campsite, I can pull in and camp in their driveway. Uh, thank you so much, Chuck, for having me. No, on the show. no, thank you. And yeah, I mean, enjoy your first ever. So, well, not first ever, but first summer vacation and who knows how long. Yeah, 30 years. Um, 30 years and, and stay safe. And uh, you're going to Nevada, you said? We're going all over. All, all over. over. Okay. We're moving. And if they can get that Canada border open, I'm probably going to hey. try to get across that and see some friends up in that country. Because it's is it not open place. yet? I thought it was. It's, I just, this is the week they're trying to start to, I don't know. It's like loosening slowly, but it'll take okay. a week or two. Yeah, that would be good. I hope uh, by the time you're near there, you yeah. can, you can make it over. So it might be the only place under 90 degrees in America. In America. <laughs> I was gonna, yeah. yeah, maybe, but with global warming, who knows? Right. All um, right. But uh, so my Warped Life podcast, please check that out. I mean, it is so great. There's so many great stories. So entertaining. I know you're uh, at this point, um, 10 episodes in. Um, and I mean, you could do easily 2000 episodes. If yeah, I've got more. a really cool, we were, we were recording one. It's going to, we're starting to put it together. It's going to be really cool because we're going back to the original uh, founder of Golden Voice, which was the first company that I was working for uh, that spun eventually into Coachella. But I had Gary Tover on my backyard for four hours. Uh, oh, had wow. a great time with him yesterday. So, wow. Yeah, that'll be a that'll be a great one. I can't wait to hear that one. Um, any other plugs you want to put out before you, no, you head you know, out? Just, you no. know, get out, support your, you know, just support this music. I mean, like pop punk never goes away. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's what I'm always saying. You got it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Take yep. care. You too. All right, Kevin Lyman, let's give uh, him a round of applause once again. Wow, what a great guy. What a great guy. We, we literally could have talked forever. Um, before we get to uh, and bring uh, the pop punk band College Radio on, I uh, just want to remind you once again that uh, we are presented by Pop Punk Takeout, which is a monthly subscription service that sends merch from pop punk artists from all over the world straight to your door in a takeout box. Now for this, uh, the upcoming month of August, they've teamed up with, uh, whoa, that's fresh publicity and, uh, put together a special box with all, uh, a lot of the artists that are affiliated, <clears throat> excuse me, with, uh, with, whoa, that's fresh. So, uh, you, the pre-order is going to be available soon at poppunktakeout.com. And you can also stay up to date on everything by following them on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at poppunktakeout. And then additional support for this episode also comes from Analog Drip, which is a two-piece pop-punk alt-rock band from Jacksonville, Florida. They've been playing in pop-punk bands together since high school. And, uh, you know, (laughs) they have the liver damage to back up the party lifestyle they portray in their lyrics. So if you're trying to have a good time and uh, shake your money maker uh, you're gonna uh, you're not gonna find a better uh, fit in the scene so let's take a listen to party our party song i want to hear a fucking party song smash the tv out on the lawn jumping in the pool with our clothes off fuck the neighbors care and call the cops she says her boyfriend's waiting put it 
Drip with a party song, one of our wonderful sponsors for this episode of Pop Punk and Pizza. Please show them some love and support. All right, without further ado, it is my pleasure to welcome Gordon, Evan, and Mikey of College Radio. Welcome, guys. Whoa. How's it hey. going? It's going fat. It's it's going great. I can't complain. How about you guys? Good. Tequila no, makes me naked. What's that? It's not as hot. It's not Te- as tequila hot. makes me naked. Te- tequila oh. makes you naked. You know, have, naked. That's what, so funny. Oh, naked, naked. Yeah. What's your? Oh, you're naked now. Tequila. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you could, you could get naked now if you wanted to. But. <laughs> oh, um, that chair. I think it's too cold in here. Sorry, yeah. sorry. What's what's going Jimmy on? Jimmy Buffett chair? has his own tequila brand, right? You can get Margaritaville tequila. You right? can, you can. Okay, I was yeah. actually I didn't realize he had his own tequila. I was thinking, um, well, actually, I think he just sold it. But George Clooney, he had yeah. that uh, Casamigos or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Is that tequila? He, yeah. Or was it mezcal? <laughs> no, I could I could have swore it was tequila. Um, but I just remember I was out to dinner one night with a friend some years back. And uh, we went uh, to I think it was TGI Fridays. Um, and yeah, nice. We we ordered it must have been margaritas or something like that. But anyway, we didn't realize when we ordered these drinks that it had the, the Casamigos or whatever the George Clooney tequila was. And uh, when we got the bill, the price, because I think we got two drinks a piece of this this drink. The price was through the roof. Like these, <laughs> the drinks were super, super expensive. Damn it, um, George. Worth yeah, it? George. You know. Worth it, though? Were they good? Oh, top notch. They were so good. <laughs> when will it be price? enough, George? I guess it was worth the price. But yeah, I think he sold it to Jay-Z or something. What? Oh, yeah, right. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, like tequila is like that. I mean, from my experience, it's almost like a little shot of cocaine or something. Because like, I swear I, ever t- I do, do a little shot of tequila and I'm like, wow. And we could do it all night. But anything else, you, you do whiskey, all that. And you kind of no, no, no. The agave plant is a stimulant. 
I'm like, oh, okay, I'll see. There you go. Hornitos, well, you know, baby. The <laughs> the uh, the tequila helps with the uh, the growing pains, right? Oh, yes. that's why I don't grow anymore. <laughs> I'm so short. That's uh, called a segue, and that was a, a that, A plus one. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. I'm here all I'm here all week. Thank you. Um, no, it's funny. My son has been going through some growing pains lately because sometimes he'll come to me and he'll say, "Daddy, my my legs hurt," you know. And I remember, like, when I was his age and older, I remember, like, at night, like watching TV, and my legs they would just ache for no reason. And it's because, you know, growing pains. I don't know if you guys ever remember that or experience that, or maybe I'm just crazy, but. You know. I always thought it was like a restless leg thing, but, you know, I used to have that. But yeah, I'm also you remember super getting... short. <laughs> <laughs> so, so do you, Gordon, you kind of remember getting some aches? Like, a little bit. Yeah. How about you, Evan? You know, I, I never really did. Uh, and I'm super tall. Um, but I, maybe I just like, wasn't able to really like divine it from the massive existential ennui that I was already feeling at the time. Maybe yeah. it's like a little bit of leg aches. Didn't, didn't even hold a candle to, uh, <laughs> to teenage Evans, deep emotional trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so emo. It's yeah, not, he's just too too busy dealing with all the emotional trauma. And then, how about you, Mikey? Do you, do you remember growing pains? Ever feeling them? I played a lot of sports. Played a lot of soccer, especially. So I was always beat up. But so I remember you, my, my hips okay. would ache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I that's what I remember. So, um, but obviously, I think you know, growing pains. Your song, your your most recent single, probably has, has nothing to do with that. Um, probably has to do with with other things. So when you're referring to growing pains in the college radio song, what are we referring to? I mean, it's kind of around that whole same thing. Uh, honestly, it's the growing pains that you have with your friends growing up. Like uh, whether it be losing a friend, whether it be growing distant from your friends. I mean, the whole the funny thing is, if you listen to the chorus, a lot of people think, oh, shoot, he's singing about being in the bathroom with a girl or you know what I mean? Like that. And uh, my my partner was asking about it. Like, like being in the, in the bathroom with like, you know, doing stuff in the bathroom. I was like, no, not at all. It's actually about like um, being younger and, you know, like everyone, I'm not everybody has, but we all kind of partied here or there. You know, you go, you walk into the bathroom with your buddies, you smoke some pot or you're just doing something stupid. So it's like, you know, in the bathroom that one time. Are you trying to uh, finally fess up to some things? Oh, no, no, very, the, uh, very. <laughs> the, the reconciliation hour for Gordon. No, we've had intervention. It's okay. <laughs> we've had. Uh, X amount nice. sober. Nice, nice. Sort um, of. <laughs> sort of. Well, I mean. Not is okay. But, well, sure. I mean, as you know, anything is, well, no, not anything, but, you know, marijuana and alcohol are okay in, in the, uh, you know, the right amounts, right? So yeah. I just got like, my interlock off my car, so. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, congrats. I, this is the first I heard of this. Way to go, buddy. Wait, the the 
interlock on your car is that like the um you blow in that thing for like a couple of minutes and it's this pain in the butt and every couple yes couple of minutes you have to keep doing it and then anybody in your car has to look at you and be like what are you doing uh you you really have to do that every couple minutes yeah it sucks that's mike he knows wow yeah mike knows yeah. about this too huh i've, I've driven it here from <laughs> And you've heard it too. Oh, I hate it, dude. That thing sucks. It's it's not as bad as if you think of it as just like a trophy that you're being awarded for being the king of partying. <laughs> so you know, you have it's to like pay monthly. It's your life it's a monthly achievement award, you know. So ah, it's it's it, like it, hanging up your number. Yeah, pretty much. So what? It, correct me if I'm wrong. This is a machine that you get after you've. Um, like been pulled over or gotten a ticket right for uh like a dui or dwi is that what this is about right pretty much and i highly recommend everybody to uh uber that's the coolest thing we have now you have zero excuse back in the day we didn't have uber no we didn't back in my day back in my day we would just walk home (laughs) um hundred miles back in my day i would just take the train and try not to get in fights with people Well, there's that too. Now, are you guys actually in Seattle or are you in the surrounding suburbs or? I'm in Seattle. Okay. Seattle and then suburb or surrounding suburbs. I'm my arrows. Both me and Mike are out in Everett, which is about okay. eh, 25 minutes. Okay. It's okay. like 15 when I'm doing it. Oh. Dang. We go, it's about 30 because uh, everybody wants to go to Seattle for some reason when we go. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I I have I've only been to Seattle once and it was when I was on tour and so I didn't really get a chance to you know explore or really see the the city or anything so like some for like someone like myself like what do you recommend checking out in Seattle like what's really cool about Seattle Okay first off I have to ask which venue did you play I oh, um, see me do it <laughs> I knew it, it. it was um Man, I can't remember the name of it. I um so so I was actually I wasn't playing on this tour. I was working for a band selling their merch. Which and, which band? Um so the band was called The Action Blast and they okay. were on tour they were on tour with Trapped. And okay. yeah, and I th- th- there's a there's a whole story here. And actually, I don't. I, it's been a while since I've talked about uh, trapped on the podcast. But I actually during that three week tour, I was also traps uh, merch guy as well. So oh. you were you were trapped, <laughs> literally trapped. Yeah, that was there. You go. In my hand. Yeah. Oh, you've got. That has to be a yeah. either the showbox oh. or Elbow yeah. Zone. <laughs> Oh, that's that's what it was. That's what it was. El Corazon. Yeah. And it was, you know, when when we pulled into uh the venue, it was like the stereotypical um Seattle, really dreary that day, nasty. And of course this was in the winter time, you know. This was oh, what was it, January or February? Oh, yeah, Seattle dominates you know? January. Yeah, it was it was not it was not pleasant outside. It was very, very foggy, you know, 
is just a, a nasty day. So, the, you know, that was my experience in Seattle, and that was it. So it looked I, I like Gotham say, City, you know. <laughs> that's, that's pretty representative of Seattle. I'd say you got it. You got the idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, at least you got to play before they were, or like be there before all the weird uh, pandemic stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true, because this was uh, 2013. So this has been some time ago. Wow, trapped was it? Alto in twenty thirteen. I remember. I think I remember that show actually. <laughs> yeah. Man. Oh, I mean, if we're talking that area, like, what's super cool about Elko? If you ever anybody's watching here on tour, you come visit. You go to show at Elko. Um, it's super close to Capitol Hill, which is a super awesome spot. I mean, it used to be really awesome, but now it's a little. Um, let's just say overcrowded. But uh, if you watch the news or paid any attention during the pandemic, it's where the chop was. So okay. what was the second name. I don't know. So what's, what's pizza like in Seattle? Very good. Very, yeah. Uh, yes. I have to say, uh, Pagliacci pizza spelled Pagliacci, but it's Pagliacci. Damn it. Is absolutely fantastic pizza. And I just found out recently that they don't have it outside of Seattle. Oh, so oh, this is very, very special. Yes, it's fantastic. They do vegan pizza. They do very pretentious, you know, artichokes and grilled wow. garlic pizza. It Man. It's so goddamn good. That's, yeah, that's pretty fancy. Uh, what's your favorite, Mikey? I worked at Pizza Rock in Sacramento for five years. I waited tables there, and that there was like this world-renowned pizza chef owner guy. I had never had pizza like that. There was like a 900 degree, like wood fire oven, gas brick, electric brick. They had like truffle mushroom, you know, balsamic vinegar, arugula pizzas. Yeah, it was pretty badass. So that's, wow. I, I have to vouch for that. But yeah. I haven't had much pizza here. I guess maybe generic. Well, it's not pizza, a Seattle. Not like that. That also also sounds super good. Like you guys, you guys are really making me want to take a trip out. Oh look, I do. I spy a pizza, and like, oh oh, wow, is that? uh, It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. (laughs) It's not from my house. (laughs) What? (laughs) What's it? Where? Where's the pizza from, Gordon? Orange mod pizza. That's one of my favorites out here. What's it called? Mod pizza. Mod pizza? Do they like have that? Pizza. Not to it be sounds... mistaken by the, uh, you know, mods and... Uh, you know, I was going to say mod. <laughs> yeah, like the mods oh. and the... Yeah. It could, um, it could yeah, be. It's, I don't, don't, you it's, know, like, it's <laughs> mainly run by greasers, yeah. But oh, okay. it's, it's, it's like Subway, so you go in there and you pay one price for your size of pizza, and then you get as much toppings as you want. And you can be like, dude, give me some more of that. And they're like, okay. And so like, I don't eat meat anymore, but when I did, I would just get like everything. So they'd have, you know, once it goes through the oven, it's like this tall and it looks like lasagna. And I'm like, run that shit through twice, buddy. (laughs) All right. I need to get a nice beer. And they're like seven bucks, man. It's pretty good. And they're run by surly teenagers who don't care what they're doing. So they will give you as much of something as you want. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, we got an extra of this. Do you just want it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the name uh, of the game. I'm going to yeah, I'm booking my flight right now to you guys. So <laughs> my man. Come on, uh, man. <laughs> there is there is one what, like two blocks from my house where we practice. That sounds really good. That sounds very, very good. Too. I gotta ah! try that. 
Yeah. Um, so, so I'm definitely going to have to hit up those places when I'm out in Seattle area because that Whoa. sounds absolutely good. Um, did you have a bus go through your room? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Whose house is that? Probably me again. My chair. I know. Let me close my window a little bit. <laughs> no, it's and, super and, hot out here in the, the Washington, so and, until we get it. Sun just came out. And Gordon, you actually, you have, I want to say, what shirt you got on there? You have I like have a, a pizza, pizza shirt. Midnight movie. Is that, that has to be a band, right? Yes, it is. Is it's that a, a local uh, band? Wait, wait. <laughs> this oh, it's band. Evan? <laughs> it's Evans? Okay. So is is that a current band besides college radio you're doing right now, or was that before college radio? Yeah, it was before college radio, but also currently. We were opening for college radio on Halloween, and uh, so Midnight Movie played, and then College Radio played, and then Gordon came up to me and was like, play bass in college radio, and I was like, cool, so now I do both. <laughs> so now I, I play yeah, I play bass and sing in two pop punk bands, and I try and convince myself, like, no, they're really different. Like, this is a midnight movie song, and like, this is a college radio song, but it's it's all the same. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Funny, catchy. I mean, I mean, how could you say no to that face? You know, how could yeah. you say? <laughs> I was also extremely sauced up too because it was Halloween. Yeah. Counterparts was playing in the other room too with Straight from the Path, so oh. it was just like. And I had just gotten home from uh, a tour I was doing with my other band, No Home, so I was just really stoked to play one play a Halloween show called Radio, be at home, and then Counterparts in the other room a kick kick-ass band before us midnight movie and we were playing with if i'm not mistaken it was home safe young culture hayak jones and keep flying so it was yeah. a really oh really my fun gosh. show that's a really great lineup yeah, keep flying was so tight. yeah uh, those guys are those guys are so good i keep bugging them anytime they come out this way or we start making our way out that way we have to link yeah yeah you definitely got to link with those guys that'd be well well worth it um so what's what's going on with college radio? I mean, we we talked about Growing Pains, which has already been out since April. I was thinking about that, like when I when I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, it was April. I was like, yeah, that was just last month, right? And it's like, oh no, it's July. Holy cow! Like I just like went by months. so quickly. Ooh. Yeah, it's been four months already. So what you guys got cooking? I mean, I've been seeing that you know you've uh, you have had your first show back, right? Yeah. How was that? freaking sick like yeah. uh it was what, how what did that feel like to to actually play in front of an audience that you could see <laughs> unprepared if that makes sense when it comes to like the first note you're like oh we've been practicing i mean we, uh-huh. we got together through the pandemic so uh-huh. it's like that first note to, you're jumping around i totally was out of breath already <laughs> like we're up to the mic i'm like and we open with growing pains so like that song oh. hits like right away yes. it has some of the higher vocal ranges too so i'm just kind of like okay i got it i got it, I got it. <laughs> yeah that's the one whenever we play it you're like give me a second hold on and you gotta like wind up but the, like, the you know when tom back- DeLong always gets ready right before he goes into uh you know uh that one song <laughs> My yeah, brain no, is totally out of part. That I one song that with that one part. And that it's one got, part, you know. Yeah. That it's one got song. the bass and the drums in it and the guitar. And I sing in it. You know that song? I know you that know one. song I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, being back on stage was especially weird because 
the venue that we came back on stage, Tony V's Garage, they've been so good to us. That was the place where we played our last show before the pandemic really hit. And I, I distinctly remember that night because it was like the night before they started announcing like things like the state was closing up, you know, so the vibe in the room was so negative and so worried and like no one really knew what to do. And the, the turnout was not great because there was this virus going on and no one knew like people were talking about your car getting stopped by a police checkpoint to check to see, you know, if you were supposed to be driving or something like that. Like, Oh my God, people were so scared and worried and, you know, contrast that with like a year and a half later, we're on the same stage playing to some of the same people, but it was just so positive and so happy. There's way more people. The venue was sold out this time. And it was just like, we're open. We're ready. We're back. We're still here. It, it was just night and day, the difference. It was so good to be back, you know? Good, good. I'm glad to hear that. How about for you, Mikey? It was my first official show with the band, so I was nervous as balls. I Oh, well, <laughs> you know, yeah. welcome. welcome to the band. Thank you. Yeah. What, do you, what, what, what does everyone play, by the way? I'm so sorry. I completely forgot to do that whole thing. I play drums. Okay. Awesome. The well. saxophone, no. play guitar, <laughs> play, play the well, guitar and sing. I, I well, there played, was. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, that's fine. I play bass. Okay, <laughs> right. I, I was going to say. I guess we did kind of touch on that. But you, you brought up the saxophone and made me think there there was one of your songs I was listening to earlier today, and I can't remember the name of it, but it sort of had a little bit of ska guitar going on, just a yeah. just a little bit. That's I, I used to get messed up, right? That might be that might be the one. That's the one with the ska ending. Oh yeah, it that, was that towards the totally, end of the song. <clears throat> yeah, that we, we want to bring in a friend to do possibly horns during that mm-hmm. with because I do the lead over that, and uh, just for a little fun, you need you need to have some horns when you do some ska stuff. Like you yeah. have to. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Once at yeah. least, and, and we've got a little more ska coming out. I I don't. I don't think anyone would get in trouble for announcing that much. Really? Uh, but I'm a huge ska fan. And uh, so like one of the, one of the songs we just knocked out is inspired by my love of like old school ska punk, like no effects and against all authority and crap like that. Okay. Awesome. So, oh, it's, so hope, it's fast. Hopefully you, yeah. It's a treat. Hopefully you enjoy that when it comes out. Get ready. Oh, I'm I'm sure I absolutely will. So is that going to be coming out like anytime soon or? Uh, hopefully, hopefully soon. It's, it's nuts that you bring. <laughs> it's nuts that you bring. Up, like, how this, long. this year? This year, yes, okay. yes, that's easier. Um, we yeah. do have we do have a new song coming out, and we've said it a couple times. We're just kind of finalizing all the you know just the the little things to get everything ready for this next. I would call it a. Uh, the next level of college radio and what we're going to be doing with uh, these new songs and this new LP. And uh, cause we have, I would uh, say growing pains was like the beginning of season two of college radio. Kind of like, right. you know how Rick say, and Morty do that like so. one episode and then wait a little bit and then you get the rest. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so people can make those 38 minute YouTube videos, analyzing all the stuff in the, in that one song. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I I definitely can hear it's it's a it's a new uh, 
beginning for you guys because Growing Pains is really well done. It it stands out from the other songs. Um, it is well it, done. Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. And so it it does kind of. And I mean, you know, Mikey, you got a new drummer. I mean, you this know. is Mike's first track actually with the band. It's Growing Pains. So okay, yeah. awesome. So yeah, I mean, there's so many great things happening for you guys. I'm glad to hear, glad to hear it's going well. So. Um, it's well deserved. I mean, I think, I think I was first introduced to you guys when you sent me that that Christmas track, right, Gordon? Is that uh, what it was? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was. Uh, and well, yeah, it's the it's July, so that was like seven months ago, right? <laughs> so, but uh, but that was a lot of fun. New New Yearly tradition. I mean, you know, everybody does a cover song or does this and that. I wrote this. I wrote the the, the small core part of the song a couple of years ago, and it was just like I gotta do this. It's September. We gotta put out. We gotta record this song now. Two years later, I was like, record this song now and have it ready for Christmas. And then Evan had this really fucking awesome part for the middle because we wanted to have it like silly you know kind of blinkish but still college radio and i had this big chunk of a bridge that just was instruments so it's really perfect just to add in something a little bit silly and then uh go back into the chorus so I yeah i liked it I, I, the goofy part is very if you haven't heard it it's extremely dark and uh, i was just i was very inspired by the you know that song christmas shoes um uh, maybe it's, it's sounds a, familiar can, can i cuss yeah yeah it's fucking awful <laughs> uh but the song is about a guy who's waiting in line uh to buy christmas presents and this kid is in front of him in line and he's trying to buy shoes and he's like i have to buy these shoes for my mommy she's dying and i want her to look pretty for when she meets jesus oh my god and so the guy yeah, was like I, I know what you're talking about now the guy was like I got to write a Christmas song about that right oh. now. Uh, so I, I find that to be so distasteful and so maudlin and so over the top, like atrocious. And yeah. so when Gordon played me the song, it was like not not corny, but it was like fairly serious as far as a Christmas song goes. It was pretty straightforward, just like Christmas, Christmas. So I was like, well, dude, we should do it like Christmas shoes, but take it, you know, 10 times further, like way past the realm of good taste. Yeah. Yeah. And anytime it seemed too fucked up, we were like, well, no, we're, we're doing it like Blink-182. Like they would do this. <laughs> well, I had to ask hope- a couple friends, be like, hey. Do you like this? Is this is this a little much? Like, this is, is this awesome. okay? <laughs> <laughs> I think you guys you guys knocked it out of the park. You know, you pulled it off well. And so. we didn't burn my apartment down either. Well, that's really good. good. I was gonna say that that was good. That's, there's another another plus to come out of it. I did for real set myself on fire, but the apartment was okay. <laughs> I believe Mike well, accidentally good. kicked a, a good present into our filmographer pretty hard. Oh, no. <laughs> oh yeah. No. <laughs> well uh it's been great meeting you guys uh finally getting to talk to you gordon i apologize um that i'm hard to get a hold of sometimes but i'm glad we could you know finally work this out so hell yeah yeah um so i i want to close out with uh growing pains if that's cool hell yeah let's do it um and before we 
play Growing Pains, you want to like plug anything, like any upcoming shows or yeah, you know the um, social the social uh, media handles and all that. Uh, we'll start with a. Our, our social media handle is pretty easy around all platforms. College Radio, PNW. Um, add us on Spotify. Find us on there. We're on all streaming platforms as well. Um, we are in Seattle, Washington. We have a bunch of shows coming up all throughout the year. We have uh, a show being announced tomorrow. I won't say it. Uh, we have Tacoma on July 30th. We have our headliner show at El Corazon uh 9 11 nice. we're really <laughs> nice. september 11th with uh our good friends in crossing crusaders uh always naked living with a bear and our very very close friends dusty cubby i love you guys oh love um, dusty cubby <clears throat> you can start noticing that we're starting to announce some shows with authority zero we're really stoked on that so, oh that's um, awesome congrats if, if you're listening and you're from california we're going to be out in california so uh that's awesome we'll see you guys yeah soon. we're going to be doing a, a run of dates with az up and down the west coast in um december that's so great. uh uh we're going to be getting out of the uh northwest for a little bit in the winter that's great. Mm, the worst yeah, those time, are... right? But <laughs> great band, you know. Oh, and, oh. Uh, the new yeah, record. I remember, kicked ass. Yeah, I, I remember seeing them when I was a kid. I, I at that point, I was not like, <laughs> I'm gonna play with them, Berkeley. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm I'm super stoked for you guys, um, and uh, I uh, I can't wait to to hear new music, especially that more ska punk influence track whenever that drops oh yeah keep your eyes peeled for that one baby we'll send it to you <laughs> I will. there's a banger Thank coming you. out next too though 11:59 is the next one we'll say that okay. we will say that video okay. and video and song coming extremely soon awesome yeah, it banks well, hard. extreme goofy movie soon yeah i Maybe. like goofy, i like goofy movie that's we that love was one of my movie. favorite movies growing up I, it's a classic, you know. It's, that is the best pizza I think I have ever seen, and that's weird to say that I think the best pizza I've ever seen is cartoon pizza in a underground underwater themed uh, hotel room. But I mean, they make it look really good, so you know, it's the only one that looks better than the Ninja Turtles pizza. Oh, oh that's true. Their it's, pizza it's that... does look pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Good point. Yeah. All right. Well, Gordon and uh, Mikey and Evan, so great to uh, meet you guys. College Radio, please show them some love. Yeah. And uh, check it out. We're going to give a listen to Growing Pains right now here on Pop Punk and Pizza. You guys take care. Thank you for having us. Later.
College Radio with Growing Pains here on Pop Punk and Pizza Podcast. Please show them some love. And a big thank you once again to Kevin Lyman, uh, legendary Kevin Lyman, the founder of Vans Warp Tour. It was so great talking to him. I feel like, obviously, with his background, we could have talked for like four hours easily. Um, maybe we'll uh, have him back on for another round sometime because I'm sure you have more questions. I know I have more questions for sure. So, uh, yes, thank you once again to Kevin Lyman, to College Radio, and to you for listening to this podcast and our sponsors as well, Pop Punk Takeout and the band Analog Drip. Please show them some love and support as well. So we will be back uh, next Wednesday. Uh, we we do this uh, do the live stream recording every single Wednesday, 7 p.m. Central Time on our Facebook, our Twitch, and our YouTube accounts. And uh, if you don't catch the live stream, you can always watch it on YouTube. You can catch it there later. It'll be saved up there. And you could also just listen to the podcast version. That's always available the next day on uh, all podcast platforms uh, every Thursday. So uh, next time uh, we get together is going to be uh, Wednesday, July 14th, and that will be with Cheer Up Dusty and Aim High. So I'm looking forward to talking with you then. In the meantime, make sure you uh, follow us on Facebook, uh, also Twitter and Instagram at at Pop Punk Pizza Pod. Uh, Also our website, you can catch up on previous episodes there. You can buy merch. Uh, You can find out how you could become a sponsor or uh, find out how your band could be on the podcast, get your music played or maybe an interview. All of that stuff is at poppunkpizzapod.com. And uh, if you can go a step further, give us a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I would truly, truly appreciate that. I'm Jacques L'Amour. Have a great uh, rest of the night or, uh, you know, a great rest of the day, whenever it is that you're listening to this. I uh, truly love and appreciate you. Hey, hello, it's nice to meet you. Hey, come in and have a slice of pizza. Hey, hello, it's nice.